All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. We are back for what is now episode 43 of the M Product Podcast. And we have the band all back. We've got Quinny and Tony Watt back in the building. How, how are you doing, gents? Well, I've been a missing man. Lads, I've, I've had that off three or four months. <laughs> Driving up to Dundee back. Uh, yeah, and now obviously I'm a bit more settled. I can join the gang and my head back. That's it, back in the game. How's uh, how's life treating you at the new club? And you, you say you're settled in now. Is uh, How's the settling in process been? Lads made you feel welcome there? And uh, Easy, it's been brilliant. Winning a winning team. Team that's doing well. Yeah, I can't complain. The manager, I know the manager, I know all the players buzzing. Yeah, no, we, no, it's good to see you got that move. And yeah, glad to glad to hear that it's all kind of moving in nicely, nice and nice and smoothly. Quinny, how are you getting on, sir? I'm buzzing, mate. Getting looking forward to the weekend. We're just chatting there before coming on about the amount of quality teams we've kind of all got going out at this point. You know, players in different regions and all the rest of it. But um. But yeah, no, it's, it's great, to, great to see you, Tony, staying in uh, the Scottish Prem, staying with St Mirren, like the same manager that you had before, when you were in great form, because we were all worried you were going to red X on us, you know, so... <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you stayed, to, stayed in the Scottish League. I actually uh, done a deal for my unique card, and then I needed a super rare, so I'd uh, go away. So I'd done a, a deal with PSU fans, and then spent my money, whatever, on the go away, and realised I might need to repay them the money back for the... The thing if I went to an English team, so no, I'm happy just to still be there so far. You agree? <laughs> uh, Quinny, before we get too far into it, Chani has just said Quinny's on the wrong mic, I believe. I don't know if you want to check your audio settings. Stop making use oh, yeah. of that nice, the nice one you got in front of you. Let's have a listen. Great catch, Chani. Oh, there we go. Nice. We get the difference it makes. It's amazing. Cheers, Chani, in the chat. Um, yeah, so here we are again, lads. We are live on Twitch. Uh, shout out to everyone who's joined us. We've got a nice, strong following already in the chat. I'm sure we've got lots to get through this week as well. Um, first things first, any end product in the last week since uh, since we last jumped on for either of you? Oh, Granny, you can go first. I'm just taking an email, but about so rare, but no, there's been a bit of end product for me, yeah. Oh, nice. Quinny? Last week there wasn't much going on for me. Um, I don't think uh, actual rewards. I pulled out too much, to be quite honest with you, mate. I need to actually double check. But I don't think, yeah, I just got some ETH or whatever last week. Nothing much for me. I'm more kind of looking forward end product-wise. I had no midweek action on the go or anything. Um, but as I'm sure Tony will tell us, he's been on great form. And I quite enjoyed watching uh, Tony open some rewards over the week as well, which was yeah. good to see. But no, n nothing for me, buddy, last weekend. Yeah, I managed to pull uh, a half decent one actually. I finished, um, I think in the end, I finished 18th in all in super in rare pro. Um, so I got a nice bit of Ethereum there, and I managed to pick up a uh, Fabio Barini, which I think is a pretty decent reward in terms mm -hmm. of the weekend scoring. Um, <coughs> bit of with the situation out in Turkey and what that might affect the effect that might have on an SO5. Um, perspective in terms of maybe cancelled fixtures and stuff. I, I haven't had a chance to look, um, but I picked up him and I got also like Ivan uh, Leguizamon, who is playing, um, I think, in the Argentinian league somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's playing in the Argentinian league. He's 19. You know, he gets on most games. He's not putting up any big scores just yet, but 
um, might be might be worth holding on to for the future. So quite happy with a bit of bit of um, end product for the weekend. Was looking pretty unlikely until until the last game went down to the almost Mendy putting on a decent a decent performance in that Monday night fixture, which um, for for a little while did actually have me in the uh, star pool, but. Very happy with Barini in the tier one. I think that's decent. What about you, Tony? You, uh, what did you get? I got uh, Marcus Turan. Oh, which, which would have been good three or four months ago, but yeah, he's been chilling on the bench. Oh, really? Yeah, last couple of games. So I just traded him towards uh, Duke Lopez and uh, Fekir. With oh, nice. Oh, you so Fekir's more of a kind of long term for me. He's got Real Madrid this weekend and then. He's injured, isn't he? He's got an ACL. Is he? Oh, well, that's more of a long term than I didn't know that. Uh, bad, I bad thought that was a play. I was looking at no, Super no, Rose, man. No. They've never been so cheap. No, yeah. I was wondering why it was so cheap, but I'm happy just to hold on to that as well. Yeah. What, oh, when did they do that? The weekend there? Uh, it's like within the last five days or something. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. But to be fair, that's not even so funny because he is a... He's a big, big card. Like, I was wondering why he was so, so cheap. He, yeah, he's players like that as well. Like you know, I think it happened with Verts, didn't it, in it recently? And when that happens, the price drops quite drastically. But it is an yeah. opportunity to pick one up. Players like that, you know, Fekir is such a good all-around scorer for a forward as well. Um, Maybe you're yeah. right about the the super well, That could be a a long term buy. What's his super yeah. trading at right now? Point six or something. My last point five, it's in. Wow. That is seriously cheap. I was looking at picking his rare up pre-season for 0.8 for his rare. Yeah. So if his super rare is down there... <coughs> Plus he'll be back maybe, what? Well, mm. by the end of the season, and yes, season season ends, but he might, he might October, be back in September, like, October. Months into the season. Yeah. You'll know better than us, Tony. It may, it, it may not be an ACL, it may be an MCL or something, because uh, the report I've seen around the injury, it referenced a game on April 10th, as being like, I don't know why it was a Spanish tweet, but April 10th was referenced in it for some reason. Like, bets play Real Madrid on April 10th or something. It was weird. So, it's, it's a bad injury. I don't know if maybe it's a full ACL or maybe it's a, right. something else. It's in that, you know, kind of realm that's not quite a, a full, not a work situation, a full year. Mm, so, but but I, I noticed it because that that Carlo Holser, that Rosenberg super rare I won two weeks ago, I've been kind of looking to see if I could move him into something better. And I thought, well, Fakir might be someday. So I was looking at him right before he got injured. And the Super Rare, mm-hmm. even before the injury, was like 1.2, 1.5, which I found yeah, relatively geez. tempting, you know? And then, yeah. like, a few days later, I went back and looked at it. And it was like, where do you see it now? I was like, what the hell's happened to you? <laughs> that's, uh, that's just bananas. That's a bit of madness. But do you know what? I'm not even upset about that because it's a good card to have long term. Definitely. He's a big player. I think in terms of like champ forwards as well, if you play champ, if you did have a super error of a player who scores that well, even you know, he's one of them forwards that if he gets the decisive, he can be close to the hundreds. Like yeah, yeah. that good all around. Um Very a bit like a bit like we've seen with Cherky since you know the turn of the, the year with that all around. Do you know who else has surprised me as well? Actually, I have um Ferran Torres and obviously he's been bench fodder for most of the season but in the sort of the weekends where they've had rotation off the back of the Man United fixture he found himself starting a couple of times and his 
he put up like an a seventy plus score just on all around for a yeah, forward. Yeah. I just noticed that. Yeah, I just checked that out. So I had a little look and I noticed like Barcelona Twitter were kind of like saying he need, he's pushing for a start against United. Um, I'm going to use him this weekend in my cap modes because I expect him to start. I think Levin well, even at the weekend there, he got a thirty-two point three all round. Yeah. Two games in a row that he started, he's like he's yeah. all around has been a massive. So I'm hoping to get some use out of him. I think Lewandowski's missing the weekend, so he's expected to start, and I'm going to put him in uh, one of my cap modes. I think because he's got an L15 of like thirty because he often just comes in off the bench. But when he started, he's putting up really big scores. So if he can add a decisive to that. He could be hitting a hundred, you know, against a weaker opposition. Yeah. And I hope well, he about... stakes his claim for the starting lineups going beyond. Well, I would say about Ferran Torres to see if he switched between midfield and forward. There's a big difference in those scores because I've got a mid card and I noticed he was scoring pretty well as well. But um, if you are going to maybe pick one up off the back, I see in this form because I think he's expected to play at the weekend as well. Mm. Um, make sure it's a forward card if you're yet to get one because there's a big difference in the points. Yeah, there. I just noticed that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one I've got. I picked him up for, with with the view of using him as a U twenty three forward during the World Cup. Um, Quality. He was yeah. He he picked up a couple of you know decisives, but yeah, since the World Cup, you know his price has just kind of dived a little bit. Obviously, I think a lot of prices have. I don't know. I swear. Yeah, everybody's dead. I I actually picked up a Ivanušić from Zagreb. The, stack going. What, what's your current stack situation, Tony? Because you're a player who always likes to put yeah, I like a lot of teams together, defensive and offensive. What, what's your current <clears> stack situation? We've had we've had uh, Benfica and uh, Galatasaray, haven't we? Galatasaray is more like a kind of mixed. That's more of a super rare because it's older players I can kind of afford. Mm. I've got a full Dynamo Zagreb stack. Limited, they won me about a quarter of their worth at the weekend, which was good. Nice, I got a Real Madrid one, which is harder than he picked than a Celtic one. Jesus, I've not <laughs> had any luck with that. Uh, and then, yeah, the Zagreb one, I just picked up a Ivanusic for like 0.07 the rear. Uh, Incredible price, man. In his last two scores, he's went over 95. Like, I know he scored two, but even the game before he didn't score, he got a 47 and a 1 0 win. Like, there's potential there. Hmm. Plays all the games. Like uh, I've got quite a few kind of half stacks to be fair. Benfica still they're mostly in the rear pro though for me now. They're uh, there's three Benfica lads. I sold Joe Mario. It hurt me, it broke my heart, but I just oh. I just couldn't not sell him at that price. Like the peak up. It was just it was just I knew for a fact he would uh, He's got to drop. He yeah, just that. had to drop. His floor right now is 0.79, which isn't a true valuation, right? 0.7? Yeah, his floor. And, uh, but his scores are a scandal. He's one of the best players in the game. But I, uh, I think I sold him for 0.55 and Bart Verbruggen Limited. But there are some nice. sold him for 0.69. Like, it's just madness. Like, I think I might have got him for. I bought him in, in the summer for 0.25. And then I think I even made profit on him because I had his championship card. I bought that and flipped it. Nice. Nice, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking there about 
selling a player who's on form. That's one of the hardest things to do on the platform. But I think in terms of like trading your way through the game, it's the most sensible thing you can do. Yeah. It is the hardest and most sensible thing is like selling players who are at the top of their form at, at the top of their price range as well. Um, yeah, I mean, long term, you'll look back on that. It's a little bit like, I always think back to um, maybe almost a year ago now, I think we were coming up to the end of the season and we were talking on this podcast about that offer I got for my Veerman Super Air. Yeah. Like that, that nine ETH offer. Like, you know, I won't get anywhere near that for it now. It'll probably be like two and a half to three ETH maybe for a Veerman Super. But um, but he's definitely one. I was looking back on so rare base at like what that card has yielded since because I figured that, you know, it could earn me that over the course of a year. And I think before prices changed and stuff like that, it, it could have. But I think he has earned me in rewards and ETH here and there about another two and a half this year already. Bro, you take that. And that's my biggest problem. Yeah. I was selling them and I made maybe say 0.5 ETH on the Benfica stack at the start of the season, but they would have grinded me about six ETH worth of oh. cards, like, which is fine, totally fine, but my thing just now is like, Super rares, do I sell them or do I keep them? Because right now they're low, but I know they can grind me results. Like, mm. like I bought a William Carvalho for like maybe point, I don't know, point three five, point four, whatever. But for the captain modes, he's brilliant because he either throws up a 21 or he throws up a 60. Yeah, I've got him like, as well. Same. Like, like yeah. and he's not getting any worth to sell, but he's actually got a worth to my club and like, I just think, I think long term, my plan is to go super rare and above. Like even if it was weaker teams, because in the uniques is that like in the future for you? You think? I think a couple of years down the line, but not now. But I just think see when all the when next year's cards get released and there's another hundred, yeah, then I just want to grind super rares and try and shift onto that and make. Real kind of like my limited, but my gallery's in the best place it's been. Like, I've got a, I don't want to bore you, but I've just lined up two all star teams. Is it all star? Maybe one's, yeah, one's cap 240, maybe, and one's all star. And they're not even my strongest team, but I've got a Barats Angles, Mekele, who's a monster, Fagundes, who's a monster, Ivan Usic, and Pepe. And that's my second strongest team. Cool. Like, like, I could never have done that a year ago. My gallery's down lower, but I was saying that in the chat. We have the Soria one, the bigger one. People are saying my gallery's lower, this and that, but I always say, see if you buy one house, right, and it ends up, or you buy it for a million pounds, ends up yielding you five houses, but the house is now worth 500 grand. You yeah. hold it, you don't need to sell it. It's worth as much as you want it, but you've got another five houses. And it's the same with so rare. It, I, I can't explain how much stronger my gallery is than what it was when it was maybe twentieth or whatever, or maybe maybe a bit more. Yeah, I think um, all the new game modes as well. There's so many more places you can use your cards, but if you know where to place them, I think Quinny has always been like a big on the All Star, the you know like those divisions, but. Um, we haven't spoken to you, Tony, since those changes came in, where now, you know, if you're finishing those sort of top 30 on the Rare Pro or top 100 in All-Star Rare, 
you're actually winning money on top of the cards that you're winning, which the first time that happened for me was this weekend when I think I landed, what, 18th in All-Star Rare Pro. And you win a decent card, but to get that ETH on top of it, it's like... It's, it's massive. It's actually even, even in limited. I won point zero one from a Zagreb stack, and it, it might not be a lot, right? But the card I won was only worth point zero two two. So adding that up, good, yeah. I know I spent more on them, but I said it in my video last night. Adding that up, you could get a Zagreb stack, seven eight players who are going to play for point one three, say point one two, just to make the numbers right. That's a quarter of the value. Mm. So that's only one weekend, and they win most weekends. Yeah, for that, for that's madness, and that was where Message and Perich not even have their best of games. I think Perich maybe got an assist, but usually it's nineties. Crazy, yeah. When you think of it like that, it's it is a good. I think like speaking to like neutrals or people that haven't got involved yet, I feel more comfortable now telling people it's a, that and and knowing full well that. Like I can say it with my chest that this is the best time to get involved on the platform that I've ever seen. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. You, you can genuinely come in and maybe win something with a very low input. You know, I know a lot of people in the sort of community are moaning at the moment that maybe the emphasis is too much on new users and free to play. And but I think that that's the lot that should be the long term strategy is get them in the, now. You know, get them get 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 them show them the ropes. Get them used to it. But you know what? Everybody's going to moan, aren't they? Yeah, we know that, don't we? I think the so rare community just loves to moan about stuff in general. But uh, yeah, I feel, I, you know, the market is down a bit. If you if you are maybe if you if you invested way more than you should have done, you might be really panicking at the the look the sight of your gallery value. If you had the intention of getting getting in, earning, and then selling up, but if you're not thinking about selling up if that's not something you're thinking about i don't really look at my my gallery values down quite a lot probably about 20 percent as well but i'm similar to you tony like I, I feel most weekends now that i've got like quite a lot of lineups that should be in the mix it if can now make that 20 percent up yeah exactly if i can win you know like that week win on the weekend winning that barini if i could win in five divisions like that every week that money would soon compound and go up and you know, once if and when the crypto market takes an upturn, it will take so rare with it, definitely as well. Like when, when ETH is in a bit more of a like positive situation, it, it it's not quite the same as like other NFT projects in that sense, but it will slowly like bring things up with it. I find, mm -hmm. you know, we haven't had we haven't had that situation in the crypto market for a while either, so. I kind of think we don't want any movement in ETH. I'm kind of happy with ETH just to stop, stay around where it is now. Because I think when Soria in the past has had some of these opportunities where, like, you know, like Bayern and Real Madrid and PSG and all the big teams first came on, ETH also went belubas. Yeah. And that caused, like, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, lots of people made lots of money in the market and all the rest of it, right, at that time, and it was great. But in terms of, like, for new users coming on, going through all that stuff, it's just yeah. such an unnecessary like from Soria's perspective and like just the managers, like a thing to worry about and know about. You're then checking ETH prices every day. How much mm. is your wallet worth now? It was 90 quid last night. Now it's 70. The more it's 120, you know? So yeah. like 
I think ideally, like, I would just love the crypto market to freeze, like, right now for like a long time and just like stay as is. And, you know, we can just get on with the football part of it, you know? I think that makes sense from a Soros perspective, definitely. Like, stability of the market. Like you said, like, if we've just got involved in it now and we haven't had any of that real volatility for a few months now, have we? So, all those people who maybe signed up during the Premier League, they won't have experienced anything like that and might not for a few months. But when they do, it just creates a whole other problem, doesn't it, I suppose? That's all we'll talk see, about when it happens. You know? I just don't see the prices dropping any lower, though, because Van Aken for 0.3 is absolutely scandalous. When I first came on, it was like 1.5. <laughs> like, it's just a madness. Like, even see your man Pepe Fipoto, I got him cheap, but like, his scores are amazing for a forward and he's like 0.28 like yeah. it's the best time to buy if you want to make a monster squad for me yeah the guys like that see the ones you just said there Tony and Joe Mario a lot of these guys have got lots of cards lots of rares yeah you know and uh, that can be a good situation as well like to pick them up in that price because there's just many more of them floating around you know mm -hmm. um, then, it becomes, then it becomes who picks them in the best lineup, which is quite good as well but yeah totally Back to that point, I said, like, if I can transition, the limited for me are just grinding cards, trying to grind cards and be stronger than everybody else because I can afford to do it there. Rare, I'm trying to get my best teams there. And then eventually I probably want to transition into super rare and just try and get as many teams as possible there because even though the rewards aren't great, people start trying to go there because there'll be too many cards which is fine because if more users on board, that's fine. But the aim for me would be to try and go up the divisions. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I'm just having a look now at like what... I mean, I, I, my main problem at the minute when I'm doing lineups is I've found, I'm in that position now that I kind of semi-planned for with all the cap modes and that, holding on to super rares, making sure I've got options to fill out as many of these super rare teams needing a goalkeeper for them now. You know, you can't use a rare goalkeeper in the super rare division, so needed to pick a few. I've been quite fortunate. A couple of goalkeepers got moves. A couple of them have found themselves number one, at least for now, maybe. But um, I feel like I'm my bigger headache is, do do I should I be looking at cap 240 super rare as opposed to U23 super rare? Because I think if the card, if you hit a big card on U23 super rare, you're laughing, but if you hit the um, the threshold on cap 240, then you're also winning a card which probably won't be as good as like the U23 uh, super rare division. But you've also got that that Ethereum, and and what is the Ethereum at the moment? It's like not so. If you get over 250, it's 0.063. Um, yeah, it that's the big headache for me at the minute is trying to figure out where to put my good cards. Um, what are you? What are your strategies at the moment, Quinny and Tony? Like, where are your good cards going as it stands? My prioritization I've went is through the money, kind of what we said earlier. Yeah. So, like, I've went every place where there's money. I'm building the best teams for them first, and then whatever's left, let's go and have some fun with, you know. Mm. Um, because, like, just to be straight, like this is like my life, so I kind of need all the money that's going to come in my my, my direction, you know. Um, and the first week that they put all this money stuff on, it was quite a fortunate week for me. That's when I, like, it was two weeks ago when they first launched it. I hit every money spot. I got all three 240s, you know, limited, rare, super. I got top 30 in All-Star Pro. I got top 100 in rare pro, or rare, sorry. 
top ten. I got podium and super rare, and it's um, it's obviously lovely when that all that lands. But like you've mentioned before, like proper like money hitting the wallet is uh, is beautiful, <laughs> and that's a priority for me. How much did that all amount to? Like all of the money prizes that weekend? Can you about a grand. Wow. That was for third. So I was a third place podium, like 80th or 90th in All-Star Rare, and then like 18th in Rare Pro, or maybe 28th for something, nothing amazing. Uh, and, and then all the little 240s. And you won the Holster that weekend as well, the Super Rare, right? And I got the Holster, and I got uh, Ward Prowse. <sighs> what a weekend. I need one then. It's a good one. I'd love one of them as well. Right. Yeah. I, it's a good one. I think that we've had this conversation a few times about my gallery and I look at it and it's like the, the value of my gallery should be winning more than it is. But I think a lot of the cards that I hold are like long-term when they come good. So a lot like my gallery value is quite high, but I'd say like about 20, 15 to 20% of my cards are actually not usable at the moment because they're players that need a move or injured or, or young prospects that I've picked up cheap because they will come, you know, when under 23 goalkeepers that are like benched or whatever. That kind of thing. Um, so maybe, I don't know, it's hard sometimes to look at my gallery value and think, why am I not competing more? But that's I think that's where my problem is. Where am I putting my big cards? Because it's so hard not to look at U23 super rare when you've got a goalkeeper who is a U23. But at the moment, the only thing that's kind of swaying me one way or the other is how strong that fixture is for my U23 keeper. This weekend, I've got the option of Gaitan Kuk, who has a tough fixture, or uh, Tani, who plays away to Vissel Kobe and might not even be the starter. So it's like, um, it's a risk already going into U23 with my strong cards because the goalkeepers could essentially like nerf the rest of the team in any mode that I use them in. Um, I think my best super rare goalkeeper option this week is Carlos Acevedo, but the form that Santos are in at the moment, I don't fancy him to keep a clean sheet either. And as we know, you kind of need those clean sheets at the moment, don't you? Especially in super rare. Um, you definitely don't want three goals conceded anyway. If you get three goals conceded, you're nerfed. But, you know, if your goalkeeper can keep a clean sheet, you could get quite high up the, the table. If he doesn't keep a clean sheet, but still has like maybe a 40 or a 30, you know, a 35, 50 score, you, you can scrape your way in somewhere. But... The goalkeepers are everything, especially in cap mode without those bonuses. I just find I I still haven't won um, a threshold in cap two forty in super rare, and I've not really been close to it either. Um, <laughs> same because my keepers, all my keepers have just absolutely chopped it. Yeah, nice. that's the same, and because because the weekends that I, my goalies have had a good fixture, I've naturally taken them into their region or into U twenty three or into you know all star super rare as well is quite a nice. Um, option these days because of that money, like Quinny was saying, you know, that money's there to be won if you've got a really strong lineup and if you've got a unique as well. Like that, that is another thing. Is like if I've got uniques with a good fixture, it would be silly of me to put my best cards in cap mode where I can't use my uniques. Um, so this weekend I've got Levitt who has an okay fixture, um, but you know, he's not been in the greatest form. Um, or I've got um, a Yumu Seko who has an okay fixture, uh, but he's one of those players that will either put up a 30 or put up a 70 plus. And yeah, I can't use him in cat modes because I don't have enough uniques, but yeah, it's uh, 
I fancy the Dundee United game this weekend. It's to be a funny one because Jim Goodwin's just got the job and also just gets sacked by Aberdeen. So that game will either be like Aberdeen will run all over Dundee or Dundee United could like Jim Goodwin could beat Aberdeen. That could be, um, you know, yeah, I, think of, I think they've got good enough yeah. players to get a bounce and could be a good game for it. Yeah, I think it could be a really good game to be fair. I think he's a good manager. I think he's shown that. But Aberdeen sometimes can be a tricky club like and Darren Levis a good player. Simple as that is sometimes you just need a wee arm round your shoulder and yeah, his unique's not a bad card to have put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I th- I, he's got utility for years. I think the thing that I like about him as well is like Obviously, they're struggling at the minute down there. They need a run of form. He needs a like a, a good run of form. And uh, you'll know better than anyone like that. Th- there'll be players that need, like you said, that need that arm around them or something. And maybe um, a few changes in personnel can can hopefully bring some yeah. something good there. And it's uh, yeah, I think they're better than the position that they're in in the league at the moment. I just I'm surprised that they're still down there. I think they've had a rough start to the season, obviously, and it's just. I've watched a few them a fair few times. Obviously, seen how yourself, Tony, been getting on there, and 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 Dylan as well to check check in on his performances. But you know, how how do you think? You, do you think that that um, they'll finish the season strongly? Do you reckon they? Yeah, I think you know? John Goodwin should do all right. I think he's he's a good manager. He'll kind of turn things around. It's yeah. it's just difficult, isn't it? Because times now in terms of getting results, but they've got so many good players on us. I believe in the squad in terms of the ability. So yeah, I think so. It's just, it's just. I'm probably not the most. I don't see it day to day now, so I don't know how he works, etc. But I'm guessing, yeah, it all adds up to doing well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fingers crossed. I think I might keep an eye on that game on the weekend. Like you said, it is a. It, it's one of. It's one of the most interesting fixtures uh, that Levitt's had from an SO5 perspective for a little while. And mm-hmm. um, as it stands, I've put him in my all-star super rare as opposed to U23. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just thrown up so many questions, all these new cat modes and game mode for me. It's, uh, yeah, I've just went and bought a Brandon Mechler. I'm saving up money for a goalkeeper and see where you're talking. I've just bought a Mechler because I've just opened up another league to go in. And... <laughs> so if anybody wants to donate me a real goalkeeper for six weeks, then thank you. Jesus. I can't stop yeah. just adding pieces to my... It's the price as well, isn't it? It's, it's very tempting at these prices, like very tempting. It's um, good when like, I've done the similar kind of thing over the last month. Like I bought in a, a Gabri Vega, like super rare, uh, about a month ago, and I didn't need another midfield super rare. But it's kind of one of those ones where you see a guy sometimes, you're like, man, he would just go, yeah. he would just go so nicely in my club right now. <laughs> like whether I need him or not, the price is too good to refuse. Let's just get him in, man, and we'll deal with it later. Yeah, you need to make those moves sometimes in so rare because with blues and reds and blacks in particular, you know, like sometimes great prices they don't come around all the time in Europe and whoever's opinion we're talking about here, you know. Yeah, and I'm trying like I could probably have done without getting them, but because I need a goalkeeper because like, then it opens up a, a cap two twenty team for me, but then I don't know. <laughs> it's just I'm not sure two twenty is worth opening a team up for. I know, yeah, but I've got four super rares. I just need a, a rare a keeper. By average, rare goalkeeper. Like, okay, I can take that. Which 
somebody just puts up 40 oh. points because... Do you know who's super cheap now at Rare? David Marshall. I know. I was looking at him and I was trying to get a deal going, but somebody mentioned me saying they don't swap. Uh, uh, I made a couple of offers. He is, but people just don't say on it. I think he went on auction last night. Oh, is, is he the hearts keeper that's out injured? At Hibs. The Hibs. No, that's Gordon. And he's fit. Oh, Gordon, I'm getting mixed and up. He's good. David Marshall, yeah. I think no, his age is kicking in people that don't know him will just think, oh, he's 37. It's the second half of the season and his price is just dank, tanking. But Trevor he'll be here next year. not a bad one. He's at point two floor just now. Just Tony's best pal. I am a good mate. Just, just there's so many decisions to make. I've been doing my teams for about three days and they're still not set. Like, I've just changed my Benfica team from All-Star Pro to uh, All-Star because Bruce played tonight as well. So, I'll have three Benfica, two Bruges, mm. and Bruges play stand, which they should win. The Ben, the ben Fruge deck. The Ben Fruge, yeah, hi. <laughs> Club Fika. <laughs> just so many decisions to make, lads. I've, I've got so many lineups. Like, I was saying to a friend of mine, I've, I think I've got, last weekend I had like 30 lineups. Um, and I've, I looked at them and I think there was only five that I thought, you know, were like kind of like, chuck a team in because I've got cards there was a solid like 20 over 20 that were like should be competitive and I think at the moment it it stands like quite similarly um the only worry I've got this week actually which I think there'll probably be a few viewers listeners that can that can relate is we had the issue with Hayley's last weekend we should probably cover that on the podcast um so so rare announced what a few weeks back that the K League scoring was going to be a little bit different this season. Um, they weren't going to have in-play stats updated like in real time during the games, but that Opta or the stats provider should update them within 48 hours of the games finishing. So game week goes ahead. Um, I started to not panic, but started to be become a bit concerned on Monday morning when the games that had finished. Uh, by that point, I think it was the All Sand game, which was the first fixture, had been over 48 hours. It was 50 hours, and we still hadn't seen any scores on that. Um, a few hours later, that score did get updated, and then Daegu got updated. But two fixtures never got their scores updated and still are not updated now, like a week on. And it's like, what can you do in that situation? I mean, obviously, a lot of it's out of so rare hands. Um, I noticed that a tweet this week from um, B Pro, who are the official data suppliers to the K League this season. So I'm not even sure that Opta are covering the K League this season at all. I think it's a completely different um, team of data scientists, which throws up a lot of questions. Um, and it's really made me doubt my, that, or it's not maybe doubt, it's made me think about where I'm putting my. Korean players. Obviously, I've got quite a few Seoul cards. Um, I've got Ulsan cards. I've got Daegu cards and a few other bits and bobs. And for this weekend, I just won't put them in, in any lineup that I want to bang. So at the moment, I've just had to stick them in Asia Rare Pro. Like, And the team is absolutely amazing. It's like Jio Hyun Woo, Seoul Yong Woo uh, Super Rare. So like a little Ulsan defensive stack. Go uh, Jaehyun, who is a forward uh, for Daegu, a U23, a really good one. He put up an 80 last week, even you know with all the mess with the scores. Sasinia, captain, 
So a double sort of Daegu forward um, attack. And then Osmar, super rare in the middle. Like that team could be right up there. If, you know, this time last season when we had the mm -hmm. regular sort of scoring for Korea, I could put that team in All-Star Pro and feel very confident that I'll be amongst the cards or close to it or, you yeah. know, on the right weekend might even hit 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 up near the podium somewhere. But that's the problem with Sorel. They need to, if they're selling the cards, they need to make sure that it's covered. Yeah. Well, I, this is the thing. I don't know. Obviously, they make their deals with the leagues, right? And I imagine the league, I'm just assuming that the league did not tell Sorel that they were changing their deal from Opta to B Pro. And obviously that, you know, no other Sora, as far as I'm aware, don't get anything from B Pro for any other league. So it, it not only throws up an, a situation where you are dealing with a data operator that you don't have a pre existing relationship with, but they've just signed a deal with like when the K League did all of their sort of photo days and stuff for the launch. Sora's logos are everywhere. I think they're one of the main sponsors of the K League this season. Mm -hmm. And this is just the situation they found themselves in now. Like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to be the person whose job it is to deal with this. It's so rare, but <laughs> mm -hmm. like it is a mess, and um, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who listen to this show as well. I know we always have Korean users in the chat, um, but it's a difficult situation for anyone who. There's a lot of people out there that literally just play Korea, and at the moment they're going to be throwing their lineups in, not sure if they're going to score like a 35 flat score for starting the game or get there all around and we can speculate on last weekend i think it was the jeju home game and the daejeon citizen home game so if it's down to the cameras they've got at those grounds maybe you want to avoid those two teams over the next couple of weeks i think it will become of we'll be able to spot patterns if this weekend it's those two home fixtures again that are not covered we might be able to start thinking well we'll avoid that game or it, you know maybe you will avoid the late kickoff on the sunday because it might not come in in time for the game week closing little things like that are already going through my head so it's going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds but have either of you got any korean cards that have been affected by this or do you kind of like mm. not really have much of that in your galleries just just key sung young and i don't need to play him now i will maybe need to play him at some point but <clears throat> i don't need to play him now so i'm happy to just watch from afar and try and avoid <laughs> see if i can use it this year or not because the key sung young card has been a forever pain in my ass since i bought it um, so it's just another chapter for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got people in the chat. So simply, Alex is in the chat. Hello, Alex. He says it hey. absolutely sucks for K League managers, but surely so rare are in talks with the new data provider, and it shouldn't be an ongoing problem for too long. I'd like to hope so. You know, the I think if it is a new data provider, you'd maybe like what sort of doubts you might have. Hopefully it is a camera thing and they just need to get certain cameras into certain positions in certain grounds. And then by the, you know, match day three or four, things will be hopefully back to normal. But I think just it's that in-play data. If until we see that, there'll always be that anxiety and that doubt hanging over your head when you're looking at your scores. Are the, Is this team going to get the scores it needs? And obviously in Asia, Rare Pro, you are still playing against Japanese, Chinese cards, it's um, difficult. It's very difficult um, for anyone that has like, a heavy, heavy career situation. But we'll, we'll we'll have to kind of keep track on that. Maybe we'll drop in in the next couple of weeks and we can assess it a little bit better from 
two or three game weeks. Like I said, those patterns will be be really interesting to see if we have any problems this weekend. Hopefully we don't, you know. I'm sure B Pro and So Rare are making all the sort of well, I say B Pro, you know, I'm just assuming that Opta don't cover it at all because B Pro are now. But for all we know, Opta might still have a hand in it. There might be a way around it for So Rare to create some kind of side deal with Opta to just sort them out. I don't know. That maybe that maybe opens up on a whole whole kettle of fish, a different like can of worms for further, but difficult. Uh, there's someone in the chat who makes a good point. Um, tea leaf YG. I think it'll be a problem over time. If you change the provider, how do you ensure data consistency? And I think that is a massive point. This is the point I raised with a friend of mine that didn't seem to think that using B Pro would be a problem, but it's a bit like it creates an unfair test situation, isn't it? If you talk about well, it's it. hardly like Opta are consistent themselves. You know, how many times have we seen last man tackles for goalkeepers and a guy a guy goes through a match with 17 duels one, but not one of them's a tackle or an interception. Yeah, or you know, there's always <clears throat> inconsistencies. So Plus, I'm not really bothered by that aspect. I've got another one, right? See this. See if you get the ball wide, you cross it in the box, guy heads it off the post. Comes back and he taps it in. That should be an assist. Because the goalkeeper's yeah. not touched it. It's Even if the goalkeeper has touched it. No, well, see if you if I do a cut back and the guy hits a shot and he comes back out and he scores it, that's an assist. See, I cross a ball, try and not make something that touches her leg slightly. And then it's not an assist, yeah. And it goes in, that's an assist. Yeah. There's no yeah. world where it's not an assist. Another I think for the one where it hits the bar, I think I think where that will screw you over is that like Optar someday will record shot off target, you know, for that first one, and then they'll record second shot goal. I know, but that's not the assistors' fault. See if you slide somebody in and he hits a shot and the keeper saves it and then he hits the shot again. He's still been assisted. He's assisted mm. that goal without that good pass. There's no assist. It's so stupid. And even the See the own goal, see if you smash it across the box and and they tap it in. There should be a stat for that. So like own goal created or see if you kick it towards goal from the handballs it, you've won the penalty by hitting the shot. So that should be another one. Yeah. I found out this week that I was watching the Amiens game because I had that player uh, for most Mendy to like try and push me into the cards. So I was watching that game closely. And um, he had a shot on target from inside the box and he also dribbled his way into the box. And I didn't know this, like you two might have known this, but I didn't realise that penalty box entry wasn't like, I thought that was touches in the penalty box or a shot on goal or, you know, like a, a pass from... What is penalty box entries? I don't know. You know what it, yeah, do you, do you want to know what it is? Penalty no. box entry is passing the ball into the penalty box and it's received by one of your players. It doesn't matter if you've dribbled into the box or if you've stepped foot in the box or touched the ball in the box. It's not that. It is passing the ball from outside the box into it. I never thought it was that. But I found that out today. I don't know if that's news to you two, but I was watching the game. I was like, how has he got no penalty box entries? He had a shot on target from inside the box and then he dribbled into the box and he scuffed his shot. But he entered the penalty box at least twice in the game and he didn't have a single. But at the same time, I've de- talking about inconsistencies, obviously I watch a lot of FC Saul and Osmar very rarely gets up the pitch 
But you might see at the end of the game, oh, he's had like three penalty box entries. And I just assumed that was him going up for a corner and he's in the box when the corner comes in, whether he touches it or not. I don't know. But I just assumed it was a touch, like a touch in the box or or just being up for a corner or something like that. Because obviously the defenders get it quite a lot. But now I know it's like crazy. It's there you go. It's um, <laughs> Quinny. Nice one for the song feedback. Mate. Mm. <laughs> in the uh, chat, yeah. song feedback. best intro tune. I'll take there that. You go. I seen I got wee points and I'll just give you them. I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah. Little, Sorry. Little, I don't think I earn anything out of them points. I think it's just people who sort of like give you give the little gift to the uh, the viewers who have sort of like given us their eyes and ears. They can kind of like highlight a little comment on Twitch. But um, but yeah, that and that was a, that was a bit of learning for me on the Opta side of things. Penalty box entry. So Tony, now we'll be watching you on the weekends, mate. Putting them balls in the box like. Did the scores, yeah? Did the scores ping off in your head while you're playing? No, not really. No, no. If it was me, like, what about when you get in the changing room? You have a little look on your phone at your score. That must. Yeah, uh, just if we've won, like say two or three now, have a wee look if I've scored. Yeah, but no, not really. Mostly other teams I look at because my bigger teams are usually playing as well at three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. So, um, talking about. Saturday fixtures. Quinny, you and I are meeting up again. We're going to be heading down to Villa Park on Saturday to watch Crystal Palace hopefully beat Aston Villa. Uh, you'll be keeping an eye out for a couple of your cards. Who are you excited to be watching uh, at that game? Um, well, for SO5, it's, it's definitely the John McGinn show for me. I have Edward in a unique kickoff with a DNP keeper, so I'm not really too excited to see Edward. I don't even think he'll start. But... Um, but yeah, big uh, big McGinn super rare. Looking forward to getting that out again this weekend. And I think that's in 240. So I'm hoping that can be a big score and really get me on to maybe a decent reward uh, in terms of a card pair. Obviously get the, the threshold banked in. But um, I'll also, I'll, I'll definitely be watching uh, the game Tony's involved in if I can. Um, but I don't think I'll be. Um, I don't think <laughs> I'll be for some this week. <laughs> Take a draw, Quinny. Get the ball point. Well, I've said it before, mate. Like, um, I think probably since the last time you've been on, but I think St. Mirren's the best team Celtic have played this year. Yeah, the cup game until we got a man sent off was pretty fair. Like, like Celtic had a really good team, don't get me wrong, but it's, it wasn't as easy as the score suggested when we got a man sent off, then it became 4 or 5 1, wasn't it? But about all the games I've seen St. Mirren play, like, I say, I think they've. Outside the hearts, probably, and you know, you have to give Rangers a place here in this conversation. But I think St. Martin have been the best team we've played against, um, in that respect. Play sharper, I've got you playing center mid, Tony. So I hope you've uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does it? I thought it was a uh, Scotland show, does it? He's quite yeah. uh, tuned in as well. It must be a mistake. It's like, I think he's got St. Mirren banking in and subsequently you're like a number 10 that's actually playing like so deep kind of thing. If you look at it, I can't remember. I've seen it this morning. But I was like, oh, he's got Tony not up front. Uh, it's like number 10, but you've you know, in a three-man midfield with Kilty and Bacchus. Right. That's, uh... I've just had a little look at play sharper actually. And another thing um, of note for the game week ahead is the reopening of the Russian Premier League. We've got that. Tony, you used to have a few Russia cards. Have you have you got any left? Have no, you... I got rid of them. I had Akinfeev and a few other boys, but the wait was just too long. Yeah. I just was wanting to play, so I just went America instead. 
Got I you. think just America, because the season's extended through the summer, it was just a toss-up between both, to be honest. Yeah, I've got a few cards I'm trying to keep an eye on in Russia this weekend. Um, yeah, I actually picked up a little bit um, hastily, but I picked up a Maximenko super rare who plays as a goalkeeper for Spartak. But I didn't realise that, you know, there was that big brawl at the end of the uh, season or the, the season, like, break, if you like, between mm-hmm. Zenit and Spartak in the cup. And there were loads oh, yeah. of players got like a six-game um, ban. And one of them was the Spartak goalkeeper. And I noticed that in all of their pre-season or like mid-season break fixture friendlies and the cup games, Maximenko started all of them and he barely let a goal in. And I was like, how do you drop him on that kind of form? I don't. He was number one as well beforehand. Was, yeah. So I picked up his cards, his super rare, and probably, you know, it was one of those offers I sent to Pavel and it got, re- it got accepted straight away. And that always just like fires doubt into my mind. Yeah, massive doubt. <laughs> it was like straight away. I thought, oh my God, have I massively overpaid here? Thought I was onto a, a winner. Um, but, you know, like a lot of the, all of the sort of Russian so rare community and Russian football sites that I follow have him down to not start. And I'm like, please don't. Like, it could be that that could be the worst uh, deal I've made in the sort of in the winter break. But um, yeah, I've just had a little look on Play Sharp and I noticed that they they have their Russian fixtures up. So I'm just going to have a little look now and see what they have in downers. But um, yeah, I've got quite a few Russia cards. Um, I'll be looking. I'll be keeping an eye out for Daviv. I might put him in a strong lineup, but he's he's only set at sixty percent. Um, and I've seen a few people see him. They're not sure if. He's going to be fit yet. Um, but yeah, I think uh, let's have a look. Play, so yeah, I mean, play sharper. I've got Selikov at 90% to start in goal for Spartak. So not feeling too confident about that. Uh, no, that I wouldn't. Purchase. So yeah, kind of 0.6 pop potentially down the drain for maybe till the summer if he gets a move. Like you said, he's one of those goalkeepers that's rotated quite a bit in and out and He's put in some good performances in the cup for Spartak. He's so only 24. He's very young, yeah, exactly, exactly that, yeah. Uh, he Thank was number you. one until recently as well. You know, he found a dip of form and lost his place to Selikov. But, yeah, I, I, I probably should have. I was so desperate to get a super rare goalkeeper over like the, over the last few months and I picked him up probably a bit, bit hastily. But, yeah, be interested to see what happens in that fixture. Um, but yeah, another more options open again. Russia's back. Um, that only leaves what? Uh, what leagues are we waiting for now? Brazil. Brazil league's not fully reconsumed yet, has it? It's, uh... I'm waiting for Norway now. Like mad, the tenth of oh, April. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now mad, mad for Norway. <laughs> when is that starting? Is that April? You got to wait till tenth of April is Rosenberg's first match. So it's not that... that far now. It's beginning of March, so it's like. Yeah, not that far. International break as well is at the end of March. So right. SO5 yeah. wise, it's not really that far away, but it's still it's in April when you've won a reward in February. You know, it's not fun. No. <laughs> but we'll get there. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of in, in a weird way looking forward to uh, a lot of the European seasons closing and just seeing how I get on with the American and uh and well I was I would have said the Asia cars. Hopefully the Korea situation has figured itself out by the summer break. But um, 
last season I did really well in those closed season months. Like, I was looking, I think like August was like my biggest my biggest earner for me last year. And nice. I'm I'm I've sort of planned ahead to do that again this year because I think a lot of the big whale accounts are mostly focused in Champ Euro. So when that finishes, you're not competing against them in U23 and some of the other leagues that they, you know, they don't really look at Asia and America so much. So, or some of them do, but some of them don't. Um, yeah, I think I'll still be, I'll, I'll still be trying to avoid Nanzo in the uh, in the league tables as we as we do every weekend. But um, apart from Nanzo, I think quite a few of the big accounts don't get as involved in Asia. Um, you just got that MLS to worry about there. But yeah. Anything else to report uh, ahead of the game week? Any any fixtures that you've got? Um, sort of earmarked as something that might might be a make or break for you this weekend. Mm-hmm. I say the Celtic. I think I'm quite excited to see Wurtz play at home to Hertha Berlin. No midweek football, cup or European or anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the first like proper. Well, I know Wurtz has hit some big scores already since he's came back, but it could be good to see him. You know, have a full week preparation at home against an opponent they should score a lot of goals against. So I'm kind of excited to see Wurtzy boy get back on. Yeah, I've got him as my captain in the Champ Euro team. It's okay on paper. Um, Just Friday night football for me, Stish. Friday night. The big one. I've put all my players in the same team, which could be make or break, but... Oh, that'll be great fun. It'll be a big sweat afterwards, eh? Because you'll be riding high right after. we no way about it, you know. I hope you'll be so. top for the night. <laughs> I hope so. All my teams could be snookered or they could all be buzzing. So. Yeah. Then you're going to have a long weekend of waiting for, like... Hoping that no teams keep clean sheets and all that kind of stuff. To be fair, the games are back to back as well, so we've got a nineteen forty-five and a twenty-one fifteen. So, oh, that'll be great fun. That'll be good. Yeah, to watch them all as well. Yeah, you're gonna be indoors. You're gonna be yeah. uh, keeping an eye on them. I'll watch them. Hey, nice. I'm. I'm just having a little look at my like what I've got, and I think like as it stands, my sort of strong lineup is in currently. I would say U twenty-three super rare. But it very much depends on that Tanny start. So if Tanny doesn't start that game, um, what well, probably got it's in the morning, I think, isn't it? Like Saturday morning, I think, um, against Vissel. You know, he'd, it's a massive game for him as well. If he does start, it's one of those games that he could concede three goals in. Um, so Kobe look a little bit more at it already this season. Um, that that could make or break my game week. But you know, I think like the t- the front three in that team. I've got uh, Gabriel Florentine, who's on set pieces and has a decent fixture against Grozny for Orenburg. I'm going to captain him. I've got Cherky at home to uh, Lorient, and I've got Jesus Ferreira um, at home to LA Galaxy. I'm hoping that those three can put up some decent scores. And then I've got my Seco unique in there at the moment. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's probably like my main lineup. And they all look like they've got good enough fixtures. But I think I'll be sweating on um, that career because I think that that lineup that I mentioned earlier, I think that if those scores all get covered, that could be a little surprise package, be like a nice little bonus if that comes in and all those scores are covered properly. And so, yeah, I think that will be my eyes will definitely be on Korean football. And probably on Sora data over the weekend, seeing if those scores get updated as they were as they should have been last weekend. But um, I would say those two, and obviously like U twenty three rares looking strong for me this weekend again. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, Quinny. I'm I think I'll be watching Florian Verts. I think uh, 
that'll be that'll be decent. Um, to take a couple of comments from the chat, um, big up WP so rare, another uh, Gabriel Florentine fan in the chat. Love to see it. Oh, he's uh, gonna be a monster. Yeah, I think I, I think big. I'm not. I'm up for big things for him this weekend. I think his AA is always good and good fixture. He might get among the goals or the decisives. Simply Alex uh, in the chat says, "Do you lads think?" The XP rule should be changed so we don't get a Zenit situation again. I think as of this end, no, I think at end of this season, all those Zenit cards will be nuked back down to 10% anyway, won't they? Because yeah. it will be two years since they've not been covered or whatever, not been minted. And I think after that was what happened to my, um, my Napoli cards this year. Um, they all went down. Well, actually we got Napoli cards, didn't we? But before we got the Napoli mints, just before we got them, they all kind of had their scores nerfed back down to like 10% max um, or, or they lost 5%, that 5% that kind of hung over the extra year. So I would say I kind of like that we've got those little outliers in the game. Whether or not, Obviously, if you don't own them, you might be annoyed about it. But the fact that they are there to go out, I think it just adds a little extra dimension to it that like you might have one of those random players who maybe moved to China and there's got like that 13% that no one else has got. And I, I like that about the game. I think it adds Same. a little dimension. I think otherwise, you know, there w in a few years time, just think about how many cards will have like 10%. A lot of people have maxed out cards. Um, I've got a few now. I think my Verts is maxed out now. And I think my Mustiala is maxed. Mm. Yeah, I've got a 10% Verts, 10% Mustiala, 10% Di Lorenzo and a 10% Cruz. So like my my challenger my champion Euro entry could be pretty tasty um if I wanted it to be. But at the moment I've kind of split them up. But these yeah, I, I think only because I think Cruz might not start this weekend. But I'll be keeping an eye on the news, I think, on what's what's going on there and figure it out. Um <laughs> Tony, uh he, it's a Stu A. Lou says to Tony, you must be excited for the Paisley Beer Festival next weekend. There has mm -hmm. to be some reward for putting up with that one-way system. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> I just hope there's no one-way system on the way into training. That could be killer. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what he's getting at. That's a that's a nice like lo bit of local local information. The Paisley Beer that's Festival all. sounds good, though. I've got, I've got to say, that sounds right up my street. The centre of Paisley, where the train station is, Gilmore Street, there's a terrible one-way system run about there. Maybe that's what he's on about. Really? Yeah. So the beer festival, I'm assuming, shuts down the town. And it's like, that's, you know, if you're in town, you've got to deal with that one way. And yeah. Yeah, I've never even it's heard like of It's like the purge or something, because it's Paisley as well. All the lights go off and everyone can <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Paisley's beautiful. <laughs> I have a bit of Scottish banter that I can't get involved in, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Tony could either, so I'll stop it myself. Yeah. <laughs> don't get yeah, don't make you two to get cancelled. Start coding our pages again. <laughs> well, I think that about rounds us up, mate. I think yeah. gonna, we, we've got a lot covered. It's been amazing having Tony back in the building as always. Ho hopefully, now Tony, we could get you in a a little bit a little bit more regularly. Yeah, I'll try my best, though. Is this a good time of the week for you usually, you think? I probably depends on the days off, everything changes, but probably Thursdays, Fridays, yeah. 
decent. Well, that's what we're trying. We'll try and we'll try and keep some uh, consistency going as we can. Yeah. We've had some good super subs in. But, uh, yeah, it's like getting the main Not man better than the starting team, but that's it. Team. We've got the starting eleven back, back from injury, back from the long term injury, back in the starting lineup. Uh, big up everyone who's been in the chat. Um, we've actually had a few sort of new users. I think have probably come in to see see what Tony's got to talk about. But we've had a few people in the chat even asking like what so rare is as well. So if you are new to the channel, the podcast, the game, then uh, welcome. We we do this podcast once a week. It's usually like we were just saying, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll kind of jump in on Twitch. And then after that, Quinny will take uh, the files and get them uploaded and upload them to Quinny's YouTube channel. And we also upload this as a podcast to Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for your ears and eyes and... Mm -hmm. Good luck in the game okay. week. Uh, Quinny, I'll be seeing you uh, tomorrow. Alice. 24 hours probably, Stashy boy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll be in the pub. I have a few beers on the way up. I'll be uh, I'll be uh, travelling on the way up with pretty much all the Palace fans, as I was saying off here. There's, without a doubt, I'll be on the train with someone that I know from Croydon who's travelling up to the Villa game. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, my local team, Crystal Palace. Um, so yeah, I'll be rooting for them to get a get a result, um, and hopefully Quinny will will get to see McGinn land you in in the rewards at some point on the weekend. We're all looking forward to Tony getting a last man tackle at the weekend for a decisive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gang, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and uh, good luck on the weekend, Tony, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.